Good morning. In less than an hour, podcast hosts from here will join others from around Puget Sound. And you will be launching the largest grog pod episode in the history of mankind. Perhaps it's fate that today, or I guess tomorrow, is the 4th of July. And you will once again be fighting for our freedom. Not from tyranny, oppression, or persecution, but to podcast about roguelike games. And should we win the day, the 4th of July will no longer be known as an American holiday, but as the day when the world declared in one voice, we will not pod into the night, we will not review roguelike games without a fight, we're going to live on, we're going to survive. Today, we celebrate our Grog Pendants Day. Wow. Yeah. All right, you're here. We jo- we joked about clapping after Scott's intro, but I feel like that actually that actually deserved a little round True. of applause. Yes, I, I, I was compelled. I was moved. Yeah. I needed today to is the day that we enter the dungeon yes. in, in celebration of our country's freedom. We go <laughs> fight a lich or something in hell. Yes, thematically pr- appropriate. If uh, if this is the first time you're listening to this podcast, uh, you're in for an explosive one uh, where most of the time we we start the podcast with some goofy intro. Then we uh, we take aim at a roguelike game, big or small, and we try to rank them as best as we can with all of the pantheon of other roguelike games that that we have uh, talked about previously. I am your host, the Bullet King of the podcast, Scott Berger, and I'm joined by my trigger twin co-hosts. As always, this is Will. Does anyone have any more missiles left? Right. And Colin, uh, just a guy with an alien engine that he's turned into a gun. And join joining us today are two guests. Two large, high caliber guests. Exactly, yes. High uh, caliber, had, hey, I like that. <laughs> we had to call in the big guns, I think, for backup. I'm trying to see how many gun puns I can I can get in the first five minutes. <laughs> I'll keep I'll keep a little tally going. So far, <laughs> you're at four. Uh, we have we have uh, one new person and one uh, returning guest who wasn't uh, who wasn't uh, mortified the first time that he came on. <laughs> come back for more pain. Uh, who's who's our new guest for this episode? Uh, howdy, I'm Andrew Breechloader Blank Blower Harshman. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, known to do some social media game-related stuff, uh, mostly tabletop, but uh, occasionally video game-type situations. So, indeed, and I'm happy to be here on the old Grog Pod. And every time I learn about this, I rem- I'm reminded of this pod. I always think it's about like pirate ale. <laughs> like it's um yes i am i am expert gungeoneer woody siskowski um here to talk about this game that is one of one of the greatest games that exists in the world of games where you walk around and shoot at things which yeah, is you know a high percentage of games there yeah there's tic-tac-toe and then there's enter the gungeon right below it yeah basically the yeah exactly game. i it's the game certainly that- hope that enter the gungeon is above tic-tac-toe <laughs> Yeah, is a mediocre game. How many cats games do you get in Enter the Gungeon, where you and the dragon both are in a stalemate and like can't neither of you can win? Because that's how most of my tic tac toe games go. Mm-hmm. Well, this is uh, we have extra reason to celebrate because this is our our twentieth episode spectacular. And according if <laughs> if statistics on the Ooh. internet are to believe be believed, and they aren't, 
uh, 99% of podcasts actually don't make it this far. So we have, yep. we are the 1%. Bernie Sanders is coming for us. Uh, and yeah, I, I am excited that we've, we've stuck with it for this long and, <laughs> uh, that we have many more, many more fun things in the, in the pipe to come. Uh, this is also coincidentally our third Ungeon uh, episode in a row, uh, for <laughs> recording on July 3rd here. Uh, that's quite the combo. That's going to be worth some kind of synergy bonus. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, Wait, what were your other Ungeon episodes? Uh, we did Shattered Pixel Ungeon just before this okay. one, and we did Darkest Ungeon two before that one. Okay, I got it on a hot streak here. Uh, and I guess so. Also related to our previous episode, I, I probably need to put a a bumper here at the front uh, that yes, we have gotten uh, a lot of uh, of feedback. From our shattered pixel dungeon episode Uh-oh. uh uh yes colin unfortunately uh people are starting to listen to our podcast no <laughs> wait a minute oh, word, wait my a word. minute my greatest fear uh and so we we do have a couple long-winded emails that are that are in very very good and detailed but i don't think we have time to cover them for this episode so we're gonna save them for next episode we're gonna we're gonna Ooh. be able to to um to pick them apart what there, a teaser but... Yeah, yeah, what you think that this five-person episode about this game that's ripe with content might go a little long? <laughs> no, not at all. Uh, but we 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 did have the uh, the developer of the game write in, no. the email, and we <laughs> had our first YouTube Woo. reaction video. Uh, oh God, outstanding! That, uh, that's someone made a a reaction video to our review. So <laughs> God bless them. Uh, but yeah, we're we will uh, address some of that feedback next time on the grog pod uh but yeah so we, we've without any further ado welcome to our enter the gungeon episode uh enter the gungeon released april 5th 2016 and you can find it just about every damn place that you can find video games these days you can find it on steam playstation switch Find it on Humble Bumble, but the bundle, Humble Bundle, <laughs> that's, that, Bumble. That's where uh, bees with low self-esteem go. That's where <laughs> that's where they meet people on Humble Humble Bumble. Uh, you can find it on the Epic Games Store. You can find it on GOG. Uh, if your Google Stadia is still working somehow, uh, you can play Enter the Gungeon on there. And I don't know if anyone else has ever heard of what an Amazon Luna is. I think it's the I think it's the Amazon equivalent of the Google Stadia. Is it okay? Basically. I think like that's cloud a- cloud based gaming that yeah. is um, no one has ever used. <laughs> I think that's play another it on a phone. Uh, I'm, I'm sure you can. It would be well, weird that, if you couldn't. Well, but... we'll get to it. Uh, yeah, let's let's good transition, Colin. <laughs> good segue because uh, hey. there is there's kind of a phone adjacent enter the gungeon oh, yeah. called exit the gungeon. Uh, all these games made by uh, Dodge Roll, uh, who's the developer for this one, who are four employees previously from Mythic Entertainment, the left to form their own studio in a timely fashion, just prior, almost immediately before Mythic Entertainment went under. Uh, they made Enter the Gungeon in 2016. 2019 is Exit the Gungeon for iOS. 2022, just recently, they pushed out House of the Gun Dead. Some more puns <laughs> for you, uh, which is an arcade light gun game. Wow, Ugh, I want to I want to play that game so bad, but it's <laughs> I, I don't know where I don't know where it's located. Uh, if anyone can send me a map where House of the Gun Deads are located, I'll go on a road trip. You got to go to the store and you got to spend some shell casings to. Uh, yeah, to I, I was happen. contemplating buying one, but I'm like, you know what? 
surely I have something else I can do with my five grand. Disclaimer, <laughs> now, is this, podcast uh, disclaimer, do not go to the store and try to spell spend shell casings. <laughs> Absolutely. Very good point, Colin. Thank you for pointing that. The voice of reason here on the Grog Pod. Uh, now, the this light gun light gun game, in quotations, uh, is it like a VR game? No, it's or? not. No no quotations, Andrew. This oh, is, this this is, is I gotta get like out the how, duck hunt. So. Yeah, it's House of the Dead. You go to you go to an arcade, which are still thriving in 2023. <laughs> right, sure. And you you plunk in probably four quarters, and you pull out the little pink gun in the holster, and you shoot at characters from Enter the Gungeon. My Looks goodness. great. Yeah, <laughs> I I don't know. I mean, it's a weird thing for them to have decided to make and market because it seems like the audience for it is about 15 people, of which I am. What one of them right, very right. much? Hopefully, hopefully but, there's five. Yeah. We haven't gotten to rankings yet, but hopefully there's, there's five of those people here. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're passionate yeah, we need about a, incredible. We need... Well, I yeah, I gotta go find a, 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 a one of those stations as well, one of those arcades. If their release cadence is to be uh, trusted, I have in my Google Doc here uh, 2025 with a with a bunch of question marks next to it. I'm where... sure. It'll, I'm sure it'll be a rhythm game where they like at give this you rate, a... yeah. Oh, like a peripheral gun and like you have to like time your bullet presses in uh in time for like techno soundtracks or something mm -hmm. do you think it'll it'll leverage a, me a mechanism similar to the uh donkey kong bongos oh definitely with the highly highly successful peripheral donkey kong bongos mm -hmm. I, sure. I mean i'm i love this i love this series and i love that dodrill like basically feels like it was formed to make this series like it's right in the name of the company mm -hmm. but at, at this point you know this game is what seven years old and they pumped out a lot of content for it and i'm kind of ready for them to do something else yeah the w w we can we can get into it in a little bit the the genre has definitely come a long way i think uh uh enter the gungeon has has driven a lot of new ground for others to follow in their footsteps but it would be it'd be super interesting to see like what would an enter the gungeon 2 be like uh publisher this is uh yet another devolver digital game uh see oh. our previous uh loop hero episode and mm -hmm. uh possibly did you guys did you guys loop here like loop hero or not just give me a quick thumbs up thumbs down i, I don't think, know if yeah, i'll play it was a general thumbs, thumms up. up yeah across okay the cool um i'll yeah. play that I, I mean i love i love devolver devolver's like the a the a24 equivalent for like indeed well indie put. game nerds yeah absolutely uh, and of course yeah, for the audience good. playing at home a24 is oh a24 movie with the hot dog fingers movie <laughs> yeah a24 well, is a uh film distribution company that um distributes a lot of like hips you know, you know <laughs> they have a very targeted demographic of like hipster movies by auteur directors and so they do a lot of like Ari Aster's sort of art whore type of stuff and mm -hmm. just um have they're one of the few film distributors that like people actively follow and will go see something based mm -hmm. on that and I feel like Devolver is kind of the same the same sort of vibe yeah I mean anytime that I'm able and privileged enough to go to to PAX West out here in Seattle the Devolver booth is like the first one that I'm like magnetically attracted to beyond my will. So yeah. Uh, so yeah, previous episode, Loop Hero, uh, for sure, Stay Tuned's uh, Inscription, Downwell, oh. Cult of the Lamb, and I don't know if anyone else has heard of Phantom Abyss before, the Indiana Jones uh -huh. uh, mm. kind of looking roguelike. Uh, that it sounds anyway. cool. It it looks cool. Uh, Interesting. They're, uh, yeah, so 
Gungeon takes aim and fires in at the number 15 most popular uh, roguelike game that we have in our data set. 73,081 total reviews. Andrew, as our special guest for this week, uh, you are our crossbow-wielding hunter, and Woody is your faithful corgi sidekick. How are you oh, going to combine your talents me. to make a one-episode or a one-sentence description of what one does in Enter the Gungeon? Well, a few episodes ago, uh, when discussing Darkest Dungeon 2, uh, Scott, you made a wonderful Simpsons reference in saying, uh, there's very little dungeon in this Darkest Dungeon. <laughs> Great news. Uh, there's actually very many guns in this gungeon. This is the gun theme cranked up as high as it will go. The dungeon is a gun. The enemies are guns. The guns are guns. The guns shoot guns. The bullets shoot guns, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but basically, it's a, a very cutesy, sort of cartoony, pixelated art style, top-down, uh, roguelike game in which you generally, barring any strange circumstances or interesting uh, items, this is a run-on sentence for the record, with a couple of dodge <laughs> so one sentence, there's all hyphens. A few dodge rolls. Uh, and uh, wherein you, uh, you have one life, so it is a roguelike, and uh, each run is procedurally generated. The layout of the dungeon is different each time. And the arsenal of guns that you find in the dungeon are also randomized, and there's a huge assortment. I'm sure we're going to get some great data science statistics on how many possible, like, you know, gear combinations there are and things like that. And uh, uh, also... It's pretty good. Yeah. I'm here to say and it's pretty good. As the loyal Corgi sidekick, I will add. Yeah, what did I miss? <laughs> and important well feature, of course, in the game, you can, of course, pet that Corgi. Yes, Ooh, that is very. You can pet the that. dog in this game. It's part of the part of the list. But yeah, uh, top down uh, twin stick shooter, randomly, uh, you know, generated layout, lots of loot, lots of different loot combinations. It, I feel like it really does a good job of splitting the middle between sort of a chaotic top-down shooter and it's what actually kind of feels like an RPG. Like opening okay. a treasure chest actually feels exciting as opposed to like, this is just some kind of generic like plus one to speed that okay. you might get in like um, a slightly less developed um, twin stick shooter. I have a quick question for you about... Uh, stats scott since if you nothing else if not a statman yeah um when you talk about popularity is that judged now in in 2023 uh like, as of my data set most recently pulled on waiting for google sheets to load june 5th so uh yeah basically like i have this this goofy script that goes and pulls all of the the roguelike data from steam and uh that's that's the the popularity ranking relative to the rest of roguelike games on Steam. I kind of touched on it a little bit in the Shattered Pixel Dungeon episode about how like Steam is like the only coherent data set for this sort of stuff and like right. like mobile games like yeah that you probably have like 10 times as much like review volume and all that but like there's no standardized data set of like here's all of the roguelike games on iOS or Android. So it's impossible to like really know, like thinking back to our Shattered Pixel Dungeon episode, yeah, it had like a hundred thousand reviews on on the Google Play Store, but like, what is that relative to the rest of the ecosystem is like impossible to know. I guess the reason that I wanted to bring it up is because like, that's, you know, this game at this point is seven years old, and to mm -hmm. be what would you say like number sixteen? 
Yeah. Like, I imagine that there's definitely like a recency bias and like there's a lot more newer games that are sort of higher on the list. Um, just, uh, you know, just, yeah, go ahead. Look, I don't, I don't know if there's actually a recency bias. I think in some ways there's a, there's an unrecency bias. Um, okay. Because it's, correct me if I'm wrong, Scott, but like the biggest metric is literally just how many reviews and how good those reviews are. So if you've been out for a lot, if you're, oh, a, if you're okay. a game that's like a, a cultural touchstone game, um, both you've been out for longer for more people to, to look at it and see it and get, know about it. And when this game came out in 2016, 2017, there were less games of the genre to choose from. So you I see. you funneled more people into the best of the, the genre. I, I assumed that it was based on like popularity or like recent, recent like clicks or traffic on steam and which i would assume would be towards newer stuff generally well yeah but. so so the contemporaries if we just go by also i am sincerely regretting turning this conversation <laughs> a conversation about stats this is this is i was what... trying to prove a point and it's backfired on me yeah, yeah the, the, this is this is the kind uh. of hard-hitting journalism that people turn to the grog pod for is i need to know more numbers oh yeah uh, that's why they turn into a a, a uh you know a gun game shooting numbers. Expl yeah, exploding uh, bullets and stuff. But yeah, Enter the Gungeon uh, is just behind Gunfire Reborn, which came out in 2021. And just ahead, just one slot ahead of FTL in terms of review volume on Steam. <laughs> so, and yeah, FTL came out in 2012. So, um, yeah, you know, I think generally there's probably a little bit of a recency bias in terms of like things getting lots of reviews in like immediately and then they kind of like long tail afterwards but yeah there's uh just looking that down the list here there's uh one two three in a row from 2020 there's a 2022 2018 19 16 they're kind of scattered all over but yeah more relatively in the past like four or five years or so well our uh our story for enter the gungeon begins with uh, a neat little cinematic i feel like we haven't uh haven't gotten these uh as often as we would like with some of these games but um our intro cinematic here a very well done pixel art cinematic that uh throughout the galaxy a legend is told that on a distant planet a grim fortress stood until a deadly force parted the heavens and descended upon the keep which is literally just a giant bullet falling on top of it <laughs> uh, though brought to ruin the ashes of that place hold an artifact of impossible power a gun that can kill the past over time the fortress was rebuilt and some who hear the legend would risk everything for another shot to claim their prize and what make and make what was done undone they must Enter, enter, oh, enter, oh, the oh, enter the gungeon. I was prepared to do the singing. Come on, guys. guys. Kill the past. <laughs> Loop the they hero. Gotta, they oh, got to no, go uh, to the, the gungeon zone. They got to get, they got to go to the grog pod. Um, so, uh, Will, uh, historically, you have sort of stated that these sorts of games, uh, you're not really that interested in the story. What What do you think of that intro text? I'm curious. What's the Will review of that? I, I That was the, that was the highlight of the game for me. <laughs> <laughs> just to put that out there i don't know if that's if that's very high praise of the cutscene or things are boding badly for the west of will's review i was so excited i got this this there's the narrative i wanted i want you know it's 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 there it's all rooted in something that's concrete okay we've got a mission we've got i mean things are a little bit you know less um 
I think less coherent than maybe a Binding of Isaac or a Hades, which I think is in the exact same genre with the exact mm-hmm. same bullet hell sort of like game mechanics. This one's just like, oh, it's cartoony bullets, but okay, it's it's all well done. And then, I mean, getting into it then, it's just like, Ooh, okay. Wait. I mean, it's it's. Uh, I mean, I also don't also okay, just wait, oh, wait, just oh, before <laughs> just before <laughs> the email storm rolls in off of this episode, we do have two major rules. That number one, it's okay to like or not like a game. Okay. And number two is that all devs go to heaven. And then there you yes, go. We'll, we'll the, the two, <laughs> okay. the lay those out. Barrel rules that we have at this uh, the grog pod. Uh, well, I'm 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 glad that you know it was up to up it, it to was your standards. Very good. I, that intro. I will. I will. Sorry, Andrew. I I just want to say that like. I think part of what makes Devolver games good, and I know like Devolver's a publisher, not a developer, but I do think like what they pick that often draws me to it is their games tend to sort of be innovative and have depth to them, but they really kind of draw you in in a very sort of simple user-friendly way. Like the graphics are of the games always feel like super clean and intentional, um, kind of like, you know, the way that Blizzard Blizzard games do. Like, they do a good job of just slowly integrating new mechanics. And I know that sometimes rogue games and roguelike games can have, like, a reputation of, like, oh, we're just going to throw all these mechanics at you and we're going to mm-hmm. be deliberately opaque. And, like, I think Gungeon has been such a successful roguelike game because it really, like, starts things out really simple. And, like, it's much harder of a game at the beginning um then after you've played it for a few hours but like you really do sort of slowly feel yourself getting better and handling the mechanics better yeah well right from the like the intro yeah simple right to it it's like oh here's where we're going and here's our goal we are after this this magical gun slash bullet um i just want to say briefly with regards to the to the intro um for such a like cutesy and kind of goofy game (laughs) i've always been kind of impressed by uh how like deep and like sort of intriguing that core concept of like a gun that can kill the past interesting to rectify a mistake um previously made and i i have found myself during my over 300 hours of playing it between you know during loading screens thinking oh well you know what what would one do with that mm. that's an interesting concept and so i yeah. i i yeah i'm impressed that they're able to both be kind of a goofy fun comical cartoony game but also have a few sort of interesting intriguing philosophical dare i say it themes yeah, I think Andrew, you've put 300 plus hours into the game. Woody, you've probably put like 200 plus. I'm about the same as Andrew. I think I have about 200 plus on the PC version, and then I got uh, it on Switch. Switch. Oh, we and can't, probably... can't, can't forget that. Yeah. Um, um, shave yeah. off one of those zeros for me because I only just started playing it. <laughs> I will admit, uh, I was maybe kind of playing this on the side during our time of review for our Shattered Pixel Dungeon episode. Uh, just to kind of be like, you know what? I think I know what Shattered Pixel Dungeon is, but I know that there's there's like a lot of content in Gungeon. I kind of want to get uh, ahead of the game, want to get started into it a little bit. Um, and I feel like I, I kind of grinded on it a little hard at the start where yeah. like, again, like this, you know, a game from 2016, we're kind of looking back with rose colored glasses or looking through the lens of rose colored glasses with one lens being (laughs) Hades, the other lens being like every other twin stick slash vampire survivors type bullet hell game that's come out since. And the landscape has really evolved since then. So it's, it's one of those things where like, yeah, Gungeon has like crawled so the others can 
or walks crawled. can run. Yeah, it's not <laughs> yeah, it is shot. It Crawl, is shot. Crawled up out of a muck. I could barely even function, hardly able to process air with lungs. Like, mm-hmm. crawl. And like, come on. Gungeon, Gungeon has Dodge changed roll. a lot since it got released. Like, I, I bought this on day one, and like, oh, it has gotten significantly easier. Like, they have mm. released different sort of like loot profiles. The initial challenge, I mean, amongst the many other challenges with this game, is when it was first released, there was like the drop rates were way lower and like you had to really make decisions about what chests you were going to open every floor. Like you would get like one key a floor, like, and they just decided to make it progressively more and more generous and sort of toned down the difficulty. And they also added a bunch of new guns over time. Mm -hmm. Like this game never had paid DLC. Yeah, which is astounding. Except for the DLC gun. I believe you could pay 99 cents for the microtransaction gun. Oh, is that what's called? Pardon me. There we go. Yeah, every time you shot a bullet, it would take away one of your shell casings. Um, Very clever. Yeah, very funny. Um, But, like, they added way more guns for free, and they also added a mechanic called Synergies, where when you got two items that connected in some way, like, I was just playing it earlier, and I got, like, the Gungeon Ant that shoots fire out of her butt. But if you get like the gold crown with it, it becomes the queen ant and like launches out explosive ants. And so like it ad- it adds way more sort of dynamic gameplay and just more exciting weapons. And it mostly just makes the game way easier. Like I think people played this in 2016 and were like, this is really hard and I'm really bouncing off. Mm-hmm. And so uh, and that's not to say what you just said, Scott, of like, this game is the hardest and probably most <laughs> unwelcoming right in the first 10 hours. That, see, that's something I missed in the description. This is definitely a bullet hell sort of a game. Yeah. So... Um, and this is very interesting to me because I, I didn't buy the game until after the, uh, what is it, the, the Gungeons and Dragons big update, <laughs> which added a yeah. ton of stuff. And so I, it's interesting to hear what the game was like at launch. Uh, I played it super briefly at PAX for like literally like 90 seconds. And I was like, this seems fun. I'll, I'm definitely going to buy this. And then didn't think about it until way later. Uh, that's so interesting to hear. It's so surprising that there weren't synergies until later. Because that is like, feels like just such a core part of this game. That's that's very interesting. And it, it, it's something that becomes more and more revealed the more that you play it. Like, I, I one thing I... I like the progression in this game generally, but like you start the guns that you start with in this game, like the way the actual rogue like elements work is you just unlock stuff. Your character never like statistically becomes any more powerful and later runs just more and more guns become available to you by completing various challenges. Right. And like the starting guns in this game are not terribly exciting. Like, there's still, like, a much better arsenal in this game than there would be in most games. But, like, there's they're just like, hey, here's a different kind of pistol, or here's a sawed-off shotgun. Well, and then you get a... importantly, uh, I was noticing as, as a, I, I did a fresh save to see how mm-hmm. the game played, just, mm-hmm. you know, without any of the unlocks. And uh, what I found to be one of the most significant um, differences between the guns is that some of them are longer range. And that mm. that makes a big difference. But anyway, I'm getting down into the nitty gritty. Anyway, Colin, you you had a point to make. Um, or did I miss, miss <laughs> No, I did. Now I don't remember what it was. Um, this time, this is this is what happens. Was, this is what happens when you put two guys who put 300 hours into a game <laughs> talking yeah. to each other and three other guys who are just like, yeah, I don't know. I played yeah. it for so hours. Yeah, it was let's fine. hear more about the new player experience. So, yeah. 
I think if I had come to this game, uh, yeah, if, if I had come to this game in 2016, I would have bounced off it extremely hard because I still bounced off of it. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not good at video games. <laughs> I like, I, this is a, a genre of game that I'm not, I, I don't have the the level of like fine video game dexterity to play games like this. It's why I, 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 I physically, I cannot play Dark Souls. I just am not good enough. Mm-hmm. Um, when I play first-person shooters, I always gravitate towards support classes. Um, I, I, I I would be interested in Scott's. How long did it take for you to feel like you were good at the game? Um, because this I is, yeah, didn't I, get to that point. I think this is another one of those classic cases of like, when you when you buy into the gungeon, you are you are purchasing an investment, and <laughs> yeah. you are you are planning on investing some time into it with the expectation that okay, like it's it's not going to be the greatest uh, player experience for the first five to eight hours or so, and that's okay because that's what I am planning on signing up for, um, and that was kind of my experience. Was like okay, I know Woody and Andrew say this game is great. I'm going to I'm going to give it some time to marinate. I'm going to like take as much time as I can and like play it on the bus and like there's there's got to be something here and I was like really struggling. This seems like a hard start. game to play on the bus. I'm just I'm just going to say <laughs> that. Yeah. Uh, Imagine you what? standing up like bumping shoulders with other people. I mean like anytime <sighs> the bus was taking like a 90 degree angle turn and I was like trying to like line up crossbow shots with stuff I'm like okay, pause, <laughs> wait for the bus to like like even out unpause oh wait there's like a sunbeam like blasting it down on me okay pause unpause like on the steam deck like a like this game is amazing on the steam deck except for the fact that like the boss cutscenes don't like really work but oh, that sure. oh yeah i was just playing it and i noticed that thank you yeah. for explaining um so you're not crazy uh that was driving me nuts but everything uh, again it's kind of a modern miracle that like games like this can work in a linux ecosystem at all but yeah like I was kind of surprised thinking back, like, well, what other bullet hell games have I played that I really liked? And I was like, well, Hades is kind of a bullet hell game. That's one that kind of like takes a long time to get into. I remember. I think like, ha- I think Hades is a good comparison to this game yeah. because that's definitely a game where like it's sort of hardest at the beginning, and your character just you, you both your arsenal grows and your own personal skill grows. And then there's just kind of a hub world. Mm-hmm. And I think the other thing that is comparable to Hades is like, it just feels really good to play. Yeah. Like, uh, like this game has a lot of similarities to Binding of Isaac, but I find Binding yeah. of Isaac to be like an unpleasant chore to play because like yeah, I, the I, Isaac I, character is so slow and the bullets are so uh-huh. slow. And like, I just find it unpleasant. Whereas here, like everything feels super smooth. And it's ironic because Isaac is is very highly rated for our podcast so far. And I think it's because it kind of strikes that balance of like the unlocks are, I guess, more contextual. Like you don't have to like go and like buy stuff from a store to unlock them permanently. Um, I think like the aesthetic jives with Will a lot more. Uh, I think I like the aesthetic for Gungeon a lot better. Um, (laughs) And that like the bullets are like humongous and slow and you can kind of like take your time weaving in and out of them and, you know, stop to have a, a mug of tea along the way. Um, whereas this is is it puts it's a capital H bullet hell and the dog- I believe the capital's actually over the B, Scott. Oh, oh. yeah, you're right. Yeah. Okay. 
could um, be both. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but but this game, unlike Isaac, unlike Hades for the most part, um, has the integral component of the dodge roll as Ooh. emblematic by the developers Iconic. of the game who liked it so much they bought the store. Uh, <laughs> I mean, Hades does have dodge roll though. Yeah, it's well, just yeah, one of the key it, components. It's just yep. It's yeah, a dash. It's, it's yeah. It's a different. It's a yeah. It's a dash, and it's a different kind of flavor of it. But here, yeah, you are literally like dodging over the bullets, and like it makes such a like core core use of it more so than like duck dodge, you know, dive the other D one and dodge. Revolver. Uh, <laughs> yep. The, All yeah, of them. Revolver. Um, indeed, it's very like uh, John Woo in that way. Mm-hmm. It's. Um, I think it's a essential design point that it, it, you know. I think developers have figured out now and are consistent. It's like you need those frames of invincibility mm-hmm. when when you dodge, sure. whether your character has a dash or a roll or you know a, a teleport or whatever. There's nothing more satisfying than having an attack come directly at you and then like dashing directly through it. Yeah, um, that, and that's that's much more fun than trying to dash away from it. And I think the Dark Souls comparison here is quite apt even though it's like a totally different genre because you are memorizing enemy attack patterns. You're like frantically dodging around them as much as you possibly can to, you know, get those iframes going. And then you're looking for that weak spot for massive damage and you're using more in a roguelike sense though, but you're using the tools that you have available to you at the time and decision-making around that be like, okay, well, which of these like, like goofy joke guns can I use in this circumstance? Like, do I want to, use all of my ammo for this guy or do I want to save it for the boss fight? Right. Like all these kind of decisions are very unique to this game that didn't really kind of show itself to me immediately. But as that, as my investment portfolio uh, matured (laughs) and I crossed maybe about the 10 hour mark, I was like, I was playing around with all the different characters. So you have your uh, Marine character. So you start off in in kind of your hub world. You pick from one of four different characters. You start with a a Marine. It's kind of like an accurate tanky uh, Doom Marine uh, pop culture reference. You uh, can pick from a Convict, who I'm not sure what the reference here is. but Hotline uh, Miami, if you get to like the the alternate ending. Uh, Oh, yeah. She also has, uh, the Convict also has a picture in her inventory that's taken from the movie Memento. That's oh. that what it is. Yeah, yeah, because it says if you look at the description, it says don't don't believe his lies. Uh, okay. um, I missed all the tattoos on her arms. Uh, sure. Uh, you have the pilot, who I think is a Han Solo reference, who allows yep. you to uh, un- or, uh, unlock chests uh, at a chance to unlock chests for free. Uh, pilot, pilot's the best character. Oh, interesting. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I think uh, so. The last one is is the is <laughs> I, the huntress. I, I... Uh, oh, and yeah. she comes. She comes with her sidekick Corgi, as we demonstrated at the beginning Incredible. of the show. Uh, kind of a kind of a, like a mediocre starting pistol, but a high damage like single shot crossbow. And this this is where it kind of revealed itself to me. Of like, okay, Ooh. this is the kind of game that it is. Of run into a room, shoot it, shoot, launch your crossbow bolt, switch to a different gun, shoot that one out, reload. And right, because your gun, your guns that you don't currently have active will reload if you switch to a different gun and then the wait long enough to switch back to the other one. Yeah, which I think is is a hey, a three hundred hours. I I knew that. I do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Facial expressions over here. Yeah, right. Of course. That's yeah. Mm. And I don't know if the if the tutorial with Sir Manuel, haha, 
demonstrated that. But uh, but you know, anytime that a game has like a halfway decent tutorial, I think I have to call it out. This one I think has a pretty good tutorial. Like here's mm. all the stuff that you're you're planning on encountering in the game. Here's how it works. Here's a mock boss fight. Here's a a hidden wall even that you can find. Mm. Um, but I, I I guess I didn't actually complete the tutorial until after 20 hours because I went back and like, okay, I know there's a tutorial in here. I don't know if I actually finished it. And uh, by by beating Sir Manuel <laughs> without taking any damage, again, this is another kind of core component to, to gameplay here. Uh, if you perf- perfect the, the quote-unquote boss fight against this tutor- tutorial character, you get a whopping 20... Uh, gungeon bucks that you can spend to to unlock and really kind of start seeding your your runs with some uh some more variety some more interesting mm. equipment yeah that's true I, I don't know what those gungeon bucks are actually called but it's uh, like hedge, every hedge, time uh, they're called oh, hedge, hedge hegemony currents ah yeah. right of course it's every the, the every money time you have in the hegemony you kill a um, boss which is they, an in-universe thing sorry <laughs> They drop like five of these things. If you kill them without getting damage, they'll drop like ten, and then you can spend them at the store to permanently unlock something. And, and that's the meta you... progression, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this Ignored. is where you start getting the much more powerful, goofier items. It's just like it, it, it's a fun sort of element of the game too, because not only are you unlocking things that like make you more powerful, like they're pretty funny and charming in of themselves. Like mm-hmm. I unlocked the earthworm gym blaster. Yeah, that one That's is pretty fun. good. One. That's pretty good. Oh, before we get too far away from uh, the discussion of the characters, I, I did want to mention something that I appreciated about Enter the Gungeon, which is that um, the, it's it, the, with regards to the, at least the four core, obviously you do unlock more characters um, over the course of the game, um, but it, it, Enter the Gungeon has what this podcast doesn't, which is a diverse cast. <laughs> uh, you know, two people of color and two women are the default characters. And then the, the co-op character is just a totally faceless, like neutral person. And like, uh, yeah, I always appreciate seeing that. And uh, in like 2016, like that's, Hey, good on them. Um, nice to see. Nice to see. And like the four options. Yeah. I, li- I like what you're highlighting Scott about how like you can, you, you pick a character and you start to figure out like the play style and how to like use those, those starting weapons. Cause you're going to be using the starting weapons a lot, mm-hmm. especially at the beginning. Cause you're going to be doing a lot of fresh runs. Um, and they have an, and the starting weapons have infinite ammo. So. Yeah, indeed. Yeah. Or well, the starting what pistol is it? anyway. Yeah. Uh, with regards to the meta progression that we're, that we're digging into, Scott, you you keep kind of alluding to like, uh, oh, you know, I feel I am I am perceiving you placing like an importance on that part of the meta progression, acquiring um, the hegemony bucks and spending them. And it was my experience that mm-hmm. starting a fresh save, of which I did it several times, um, there are quite a few unlocks you get just playing the game. Hmm. Um, just going through a run, like not paying for them. And also, I mean, it could be just because I, you know, played the game so much later and it was after like the big huge updates and the loot tables had totally changed. Um, but uh, I don't I don't know if, if getting a ton of money and spending it in the store is quite as important to the meta progression as you're making it out to be. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I wound up uh, like I was I had this locked in mindset of like, OK, my goal to have fun here is to unlock as much of the wacky stuff as possible. Mm-hmm. which I think was the a, a misguided approach because I went in I uh, I went into the enter the gungeon discord and 
that I think that place is just as zany Ooh. as the uh, as the game is itself. Uh, <laughs> but are there uh, two like bullet shaped guards? You know, yeah, walking exactly. your way. you may enter the um, palace. You may but enter the Discord. I, I did get some good advice there that like uh that cat stuck indoors there i'll, I'll give him a shout out uh said, right. <laughs> oh uh, yeah well, every, everybody knows him pillar uh paragon of the uh the community um just get the guns that you can afford that sound neat and i'm like okay i'll follow that advice and yeah like there has been a lot of like stuff that has shown up that has been neat like my initial my initial thought was like okay i'm gonna set up a google sheet I'm going to sort them all by quality first. Scott, then... Scott, I want to pause you right there. How many times have you started a sentence with, my initial thought was, I'm going to set up a Google Sheet? Well, let's see. In order to answer that question, I probably should set up a Google yeah. Sheet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I feel like that's a common theme upon this podcast. Oh, yes. yeah, absolutely. But the thing is, like, so there are, there are items that have uh, quality and rarity in this game. And if you focus on like digging mm. through the wiki and like, oh, I'm only going to unlock like the S tier, A class mm. super guns, those right. are only going to show up in the like less frequent A tier, S tier. You'll probably get one of those a run if you're yeah. lucky. Yeah. If you're um, lucky, and yeah. then all of a sudden I'm like, well, all these, all these Gungeon bucks that I'm spending, bucks with a, with two X's, by the way, um, mm. Are, are just going into the void because like I never see these things come up anymore. Yeah. So like yeah, if like if I just get the thing that I can afford that sounds neat, um, then you need to, you need to unlock like the C grade bread and butter guns, like the the Mega Man hand blaster. You know Ooh. that like that something that um, shows up fairly often, but will sort of carry you through. Uh, now, when I was first playing the game and wasn't especially good at it, uh, I, a thought that I kept coming back to was like, gosh, if I could just if 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 the randomization if the rng would just give me one decent gun with a decent fire rate doesn't have mm -hmm. to be high damage doesn't have to be especially impressive just something you know like the ak-47 in in the game like the actual which i'm not sure what the tier is of that but something of that ilk or the the hegemony rifle for example like i feel like i could beat the game but i'd be doing these runs and i'd have you know slow firing guns or guns with not a lot of ammunition and i uh, or the ak47 like, like the noodly uh... oh <laughs> my word i don't know statistically it feels like i get that one 99% of the time you know <laughs> uh yeah oh the new, yeah not not a the jk47 very funny developers <laughs> very funny i see you i see all four of you um anyway um yeah. So, hey, yeah, we're, we're like, not. Oh, well, please continue. Yeah, so, so I, I, th I think I know. Like, I can sympathize what what you're saying because, like, the the individual like starting weapons for all the characters, they're they're fine. They're not like they're not objectively bad. Um, like the huntress, like getting into that groove of like pistol, 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 switch to the crossbow, shoot that, and then switch like back to the other gun that has like backpack reloaded. Like there, there's a flow state there that once I discover that, I'm like. Okay, this like the eye of the gungeon has opened up for me. <laughs> I got it. Like this is like the wheels have started to click into place. And mm -hmm. this was like right at that inflection point where I was like dying to the first boss every time. Like this, I don't get what this game's all about. There's something here. People love this game. I haven't gotten it yet. And then like that kind of dark soulsian switch flipped in my brain where mm -hmm. like I'm I'm super big into Dark Souls, Elden Ring, Will less so, Colin less so. So it's kind of unsurprising that, you know, you know, as we get to it later, like this game will rank higher for me than for them because it has that kind of like, um, re like twitchy skill set to it. 
Um, but yeah, like in Binding of Isaac, like a lot of times you're sort of gift, gifted an item for free to kind of start your build and like figure out like, okay, I've got this thing. What am I going to do to kind of augment it and build around it? Much less so here because for each- There's, of very, the there's very little decision-making in this game. There's yeah. not a lot of spots where you can be like, hey, you can get this item or this item. You basically just see a chest and open it and you get what you get. <laughs> well, I, it's I, a to push back a little the, bit on that. The decisions are which chests do you open and, ah, which, guns do, and which guns do you use? Where, where are you spending your ammo? Sure, um, but you don't have control over which guns you end up getting. Right. You have like, control over where you spend your keys, though, and whether you gamble on... Like, okay, there was a point where I wasn't, I was getting a handle on the game, but again, this isn't a huge pushback on your point, but a little pushback. Uh, I found that in sort of like the middle area where I was starting to get good at it, but I wasn't yeah. great at it. Um, there was a lot of decision-making in like, hey, should I gamble? And this run's going pretty good. Should I gamble on losing some health and explore the entire floor? Mm. And that way oh. find all of the treasure chests. Should I wait to open treasure chests before I've seen what all treasure chests are on this Floor and then like you know pick the one with the highest rarity you know uh the yeah. highest quality rating or what have you and then as far as like and so that yeah i i feel like i spent a lot of time strategizing about navigating the actual dungeon but at, at this point after having played like <laughs> well after yeah, having I mean, played this game a lot case. i mean the ex the right answer is you explore the whole floor and you, then you make the decision and like I mean, obviously, this is just going to sound like me bragging, and I don't mean it that way, but like... <laughs> I don't mean to brag. Uh, brag away. Um, Let's hear it. I have I good you conquered the game you, on two separate consoles. You learning, like, learning the way the boss patterns work and just sort of getting better at the game is much more important than the junk you unlock. Like, I started a fresh save on Switch, and I just beat the game. I just beat the dragon on my first run. Mm, um, yeah. I had yeah, similar it, experience. It, and so... It's like, I know that this game is hard, um, but like, understandably, after I put 300 hours on it, like, it doesn't really feel that way, because I just yeah. know the patterns that the bosses do, and so I can just kind of walk through it. You've um, crossed and that so threshold where you can beat the Dark Souls entire run blindfolded with the Donkey Kong bongos. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> with that said, the extra content that is in this game, beyond just going through and beating the dragon, still requires, like, me to be having a very good run to be able to beat it absolutely like, they added no joke yeah exactly there's <laughs> a sort a, of a level it should be noted it's the final level after you beat the dragon you go down and you can fight the lich and it's like really long and the enemies are really hard Oof. um and then you can go and fight this rat too like they added this oh in a later god. game right where you don't like, get me started about that rat oh my god and the rat is such a butthole he's like <laughs> there's like three phase fight there's so many references to Metal Gear in this game. <laughs> and then, like, the last fight is, like, a punch-out style fight. Oh, thank um, goodness. Yes. Let me get to page two of my Wait, notes. Thank goodness we we're get, talking before, about this. Before the, we get here, Andrew, fight. yeah, <laughs> I, I just want to ask really quick. Spoiler Scott, alert. Scott, how far did you get in this game? Um, I have gotten... I've, I'm, I'm to the point now where if I have a halfway decent run going, I can get to the, the high dragon uh, okay. basically every time. Um, and there was one time I had this one run that was really going so well, everything was in sync and I just kind of lost foot. And it was one of those things just, just kind of like, you know, your run wears down at the end. Yeah. You're just kind of running out of health. Health is this, this game has health. at such a premium that like, there's not really any other roguelike game that kind of compares in terms of like each 
Oh, we're talking each, about roguelike like, games, historically difficult, crushingly difficult games. And well, like Hades, saying this has the the the, the hardest to get health is interesting. I think so because this the one game that has puts, literal vending machine. This game <laughs> a little a little water cooler. Sorry, continue. Gun- Gungeon puts an extreme premium, I think, on uh, perfecting boss fights. In mm-hmm. that, when we kind of touched on this with the tutorial boss, but like um, for each boss that you fight and and beat. You'll get double the credits dropped. Where if that's important, Wait, to if you, you like, fight and beat without taking a hit, without it, without taking one hit, um, which sounds it, it sounds harder than it is, um, because you you it's know hard. you have like room clearing uh, blanks that will just delete all of the bullets in a room for a couple seconds. Um, the the patterns for the bosses are pretty easy to memorize. Generally speaking, they're not as hard as like various Dark Souls bosses or even even some of the Hades bosses. I think are legitimately harder. Um, but when you perfect a boss, you get an extra heart container, which I think adds so much to the survivability of a run sure. that yeah, can yeah. make make or break it if like your equipment is mediocre. Um, I think like the bosses in this game are at first I was like kind of annoyed, like, oh, there's not as many bosses as as in Binding of Isaac. That's what makes the game fun. So all games should have a zillion bosses, right? Um, even though Hades has all the same bosses every single time. Uh this game has uh, three different bosses for each floor of the dungeon that you are navigating. So that would be about that's fifteen bosses total or so. And then there's a couple mathematicians in here. Yeah, I'll make it. <laughs> make with the stats. I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's Slate Aspire. Uh, you know, it's a, it's akin to that. I think you know about yeah. fifteen or so. Hey, there we go. No, I had no. to throw in one Slate Aspire reference here. Yeah. Really, um, there's there's got to be at least one Slay the Spire reference somewhere in the you know bajillion items. I would imagine. I don't know what we're gonna do after we do. A I don't think the there's episode. not because I think this game predates Slay the Spire. Oh my word! Like to Betsy. Well, there's yeah. a reason for a paid DLC. <laughs> Let's do that time. Oh, yeah, the, the crossover. That'll be a, the... a gun that shoots cards. Yeah. <laughs> enter yeah. The dungeon, actually, enter the like deck of d- dungeon cards. That'll be number two. I, I there's, a, recently... there's a paper airplane gun. <laughs> The or yeah the what the origami one um, origami origami of course so oh, so yeah it. so so bosses uh for each floor for the keep of the lead lord your your first uh, starting area you have the bullet king the gatling gull and the trigger twins who each have uh, different different styles of of gameplay to them where you're either hiding behind pillars you're trying to navigate their swarms of bullets um, the second floor is the gungeon proper where this is the place that you can um this is where you start your npc unlocking adventure there are various dungeons and there's special keys that you can unlock npcs and they'll show up in the main hub world your bosses here are the ammo conda the beholster and the gore gun extreme pun mode uh and this <laughs> is where we come into our first of our item building sequence with the bullet that can kill the pass which i think is a slight mm-hmm. rug pull from the story beat that we had to begin with where this feels like the actual point of the game is to build the bullet that can kill the pass instead of looking for the gun that can kill the pass. Because... Well, the gun that can kill the pass is sitting sitting at the end of the level, but you need some bullet to be able to shoot through it and kill the past. Uh-huh. I mean, this they, game they wouldn't is... keep it loaded. That'd be unsafe. Yeah, this is, game's all it's about safety. Oh, wait, sense, every other people. gun in the game is preloaded. Right. Um, this game is essentially, like, played in intervals. Like, you essentially, like, even though you're just doing the same run over and over, the first maybe 10 hours is just, like, I, I want to try and actually beat the game and just, like, beat the dragon and get to the end. And then you beat it, and they're like, great, now you have to go find the bullet. Mm-hmm. And so then the next 10 hours is 
figuring out how to unlock all these different casings to unlock the bullet. So you can do a run where you get the bullet. And then once you actually complete the game, you go into like this uh, black and white nostalgia filter and you like play the character's past in order to, and that's how you unlock new characters. And these are all like really fun, weird references to other games. They play in different gameplay styles. Like the Marines is like, you're in, you know, it's like a shoot 'em up, uh, like in a ship. Um, the the spoiler alert: you unlock a bullet as a character, and you basically play a boss from Link to the Past. Um, the and so pilots, there's a bunch of uh, past is oh, very yeah. interesting. It's a it's a straight up like shmups like space shooter. Yeah, that's sorry, I meant sequence. pilot when I said marine. So but I, yeah. I wish there was more of this. More of what? More of like more of a hint of like this kind of story because like the story is like oh you have to go in and and like rectify some wrong of your past. Mm-hmm. But in my 20 hours of playing so far, like I, I've, you know, spoiler alert, like watched some of the Huntress's like past things. I'm like, OK, what the sure. hell does the end of this game look like? Um, I have gotten... like, what's the end of this game? Oh, it's a, a Wolfenstein game. <laughs> what is it? It's a Wolfenstein. I mean, tie-in? like, unlike and again, like we're we're kind of retrospectively like beating up on a game that, you know, came out years before Hades kind of perfected this formula of like intermittent story beat drops as the run restarts. Which is like that is like the bread and butter of how Hades operates, sure, and why it why that game is so good. I'm not expecting this game to be like, well, why didn't you have a time travel machine and learn from a game that came five years later? <laughs> well, why didn't I you mean, use I the like, bullet to fix your I like design this game document? more than Hades. I love Hades, but like I like this game more than Hades, and wow. I would be irritated if every time. Wrong. <laughs> well, well, I don't like this game more than Hades. Um, Betsy. Um, well, shucks, I wish I'd, I'd invested some time in Hades before. I didn't realize it was going to be such a topic of discussion. Hades. Oh, wow. Andrew, have you not played Hades? All right, listen up. Uh, all I heard in my defense, <laughs> I just yeah. kept hearing, I would never hear anything about the gameplay or the art direction or the story. I just hear, well, actually, I'd hear a bit about the story. Everyone would tell me when it came out, oh, yeah, really, it does this awesome way of making making the roguelike part. The multiple lives, that's part of the story, man. That's part of the story. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I, mean, I guess that's an okay gimmick, but like, I don't, that doesn't, I guess. And now every time I hear that, where it's like, it's a roguelike where dying is part of the story, it's like, I roll my eyes. Like, ah, I mean, Hades is. Can just we just real... have a fun game wherein no, no. you're allowed to <laughs> no, we can't. Allowed. There's no fun uh, where podcast. you're allowed to re roll, I guess. And Gungeon, hey, I feel like, gives me ample uh, motivation to, to do multiple sure. runs, different characters, different enemies, et cetera, et cetera. And of course, lots of of gear to boot so yeah i'll uh, i'll check it out directly so. i mean i will i will tell you right now and i think probably most of us will too hades is a very fun game so um all right rock and roll but, uh, yeah uh, and i i think i would be irritated if every time i restarted a run in gungeon somebody like some character was giving me more backstory because the production values of this yeah. game even though i really like the art style are not up to the par in hades which has like incredible voice acting from start to finish mm-hmm. and like so, very yeah, yeah. I mean, for something yeah. like hades it only works because it's built around that that mechanism right. oh, if you were course, trying to shoehorn that into something like gun <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. we're saying we should retrofit with a mod uh you know like right. uh, well i think it's some, it, so some something system. like hades it's interesting because they've that is a really hard thing to do to to put a like uh, a story beat reason in to have the reset. And I think Enter the Gungeon does a fine job of just... Is it that eh. hard? I mean, they just, like, they took oh. mythology and were like, well, they're immortal gods, so I, they probably... Well, Hades does it very well. Uh, right, the, a right. game like Enter the I, Gungeon does well about? enough where it's just like, it doesn't matter, you're just redoing it, and, like, it, we're not worried about that as, like, a... Like, like you're not trying to 
play a single person's like literal life story out. Um, but I think so. I'm gonna I'm gonna compare. Continue. Please, I, I'd like to hear the comparisons. I don't. To, I don't. To, uh, I guess I don't buy this. Uh, never mind. It's not so, hate again. Un, this is unrelated. Hades. Unrelated to story oh, stuff. But so <laughs> and uh, Hades is. I feel like the. I feel like it's Hades and uh, Binding of Isaac are like the yeah. two games that are most uh, similar to this Ender the Gungeon that I've played. Um, and the thing I like about Hades that I more than I like about um, Ender the Gungeon is that you do have decisions in your run. Every every time you you get a power up in Hades, you are making a decision between a couple of different items, and you can build you can build a build. And it's not just giving you random things. And so like I can use uh, some level of uh, meta knowledge about how the game works. That's not just get good scrub because (laughs) I'm not, I'm not good. I, I have put nearly 900 hours in the, the, the FPS squad. And I like three days ago, I accidentally shot at a guy who was on my team and I basically sprayed the wall around him. And he's like, wow, you're not very good at this, are you? <laughs> Literally told that to me in game. I'm like, you know what? You're right. I'm just bad. I'm bad at that. I that's why have... That's why we are on the back end doing all the supply and logistics runs and building up the bases because exactly. like, for us, like having a mug of tea and just holding down the left mouse click as the guy digs up a trench, like that's about our skill level with Twitch games at the moment yeah so i think and we're gonna have a, a divergence of i'll say of how much we like realm of the, the mad god is quaking in its boots it's gonna it's based gonna off of losing just, its amazing placement on the list i'm uh, just not good at these kinds of I, I i mean i think i, I can't yeah, click on things good enough i mm. uh, if i may uh woody uh yeah. there there your reputation is uh precedes you in many ways i've heard a tale i've heard heard tell uh and i think this is very relevant uh, that you are a fan of some retro games and that you have in yeah. fact beaten the original <laughs> Nintendo Entertainment System Battletoads. Yeah, that yeah, uh, that is correct. Um, I, oh, frankly, I don't really see how this is relevant. Incredible. But... <laughs> I, too, I too have chased that oh. dream. And unfortunately, yeah, oh, man, it was... I, I had to give up, but I got very far. And that game is very punishing. Very yeah, that game twitchy. is 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 very dumb. Incredibly um, twitchy. Ah, so twitchy and, that if you play a certain level on modern televisions, like the refresh rate or something, it doesn't <laughs> sync up properly and you can't play it. And you can't yep. beat it. So yeah, I think uh perhaps Woody and I have different uh interests when it comes to the speed and veracity and the level of hellishness in, in mm-hmm. some of the games that we play. Yeah, and, and I, I mean I think that Colin actually really did nail it on the head, and that's not something that I'm gonna argue with like sure that very cool fact about Hades is like it is a little there's this that touch of you kind of having to think about your build where you're going whereas I kind of have a soft spot for games that I can kind of play on autopilot Mm. and I don't mean trying to do them the same way every time but just to be like I don't want to actually think about what I'm doing in this game I just want to play on instinct I just want to basically have the pass memorized and because it feels good to play it that way. Um, And I think that Gungeon is still one of the best at that. I I can definitely relate to that. Just sort of playing a game by feel and not getting too hung up on, uh, you know, mathing it out or, or running the... Uh, the odds or what have you to make sure all the all the moves are perfect. But this idea of being able to play a similar 
game uh, in Hades and and actually plan a build yep. is intriguing. So I'll definitely have to check it out. With regards to Gungeon, yeah, there's there's not any way to plan a build really. Uh, like I've tried to plan for synergies and it like never works. And I, but, I guess like, I mean, it asks the question of like, Colin, like you said the solution here is to get get good. And, and that I think that is true. And that's that I don't, but is the question like, is that a problem with Gungeon? Like, is it okay to be like, well, like Gungeon's just not for me, or should they put yeah. in like? And that's that's more... a, like it, when when we get to the rankings, it's gonna be like, yeah. well, there's a dichotomy between whether or not I think this is a good game and what how much I liked it. Sure, sure, sure. sure. Yeah. I do want to add like, like a little yeah. flavor to this though, because I don't think it's purely yeah, a spice skill it up. Issue. It's been bland as heck. Let's jump I, in I, here. I, 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 I have <laughs> the spices. Like, okay, so Colin's saying, yeah, so, okay, well, you know, it's just, it's a matter of, it's a skill-based game, it's all Twitch reflexes. I think I can say, I've got some of that stuff. Like, I, 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 I'm pretty good at these kind of games, and yet still, this bullet hell style um, that, that doesn't, isn't grounded in, like, a really, from my point of view, compelling narrative after you get through the cool intro, it's like, oh, now you're just doing this thing where, and this is, this is really what it boils down to, I think, is it's, it's all of the action with none of the planning and strategy, which is like what we talked about here. But like, you see that it's in so many games. Like I know we like darkest dungeon one, not two, cause I don't want to talk about two, but like in one, <laughs> like you, you go out, you do the hard things, you come back and that's when you're doing all the strategy. There's the base building area. And then there's the thinking, the relaxing, the, the calm where you get to spend all your things. And then there's the action, the hard stuff. And if you just do the hard stuff over and over and over again, that's draining. And it's just emotionally, uh, uh, it, it's painful. And for me, I never got the hook that like pulled me into like, all right, I'm hooked now because I got the synergies because I'm not building the synergies. I'm just going through and rolling the dice about what comes out of these chests. And I'm like, yeah, I can jump around. I can kill on some bosses. Okay. But it just feels like a chore and it never really lit up like that. Oh, this is super fun. And you could like tie this back to Binding of Isaac because that one is another game where it's, it is just pure action. But in that one, I guess I, this idea of like, you know, getting away, you know, killing a God and all that, other, that, that kind of narrative, it's a little bit more compelling to me than this yep. kind of one, which is like, oh, you know, kill a dragon, a generic dragon. Oh, kill a generic like. It's, oh, hey, it's a gun. It's a gun. Made out of guns. I would argue I, the jokes, the jokes, the, the the gun jokes and the bullet shooting guns. <laughs> that was old immediately for me. I'm like, okay, I get it. Is that it? Oh, really? Interesting. Bad. I think it's just I, because I Will just isn't went... as into guns as a, yeah. That's what it is. I hate guns. I was about to say. I thought that might speak to you on a on a spiritual level. No. Um. Um, uh, that's, that's, uh, that is interesting. Well, I have, I have a question for you, I guess. So Ooh, real quick, was Andrew, not can, I, can oh, I interrupt please, real quick? Please, please. Um, Will, uh, a, a two, two minute comparison between enter the gungeon and <laughs> vampire survivors, uh, in vampire survivors, um, the, the narrative fun. in vampire survivors. Let's, <laughs> let's talk about that. Yeah, vampire there is none. Survivors, there is none. You're the, you're the hell. Yeah, the, right, the bullet, it's the bullet heaven versus hell. I think that's kind of <laughs> yeah. you're the one that is like every everything is coming at you from off the screen, and sure. you're and like there's something about that where you feel super powerful. Where in this one, you're weak, anything can hit you, and it's all coming at you. I, there's just something fundamentally uh, more satisfying about being the 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 source of the power on you the, get the you screen. get to that point in Gungeon. As you play more and unlock stuff, you get well, guns and they gotta they gotta I, I hook mean, me. They gotta get me there yeah, first. So that's fair. But yes, at some you your eventual final unlock in this game is a character where all the synergies are unlocked every time you get a gun. 
So basically, you get a laser rifle, and it just blasts the entire screen every time you shoot. Well, I don't want it to be easy. So, indeed, and but, the, oh, the well, yeah, but it's the last. Too. It's the last thing that you unlock. So <laughs> indeed, who cares if it's, it's easy like at the, that uh, point? Which I was, I was playing co-op yeah. recently with someone who was not very well versed with the game at all, and uh, I realized, oh, this is kind of the optimal way to play. I'll play the uh, the cultist, and you, who are new, you play the gunslinger. And that way mm. you get sort of this handicap, mm. uh, sort of a, a you know adjustment. Um, and so ironically, yeah, it's the last unlock, and and really, you know, it has all these benefits that would be more beneficial to a new player. This is uh, this is always one of those. This is a weird game that has co-op, and I love it so much that I always want to play it with my friends. But really, as a co-op mechanic, well, what are you it doesn't doing next work week? Very well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, because it's like it's it like Spelun it's like Spelunky though, where it's like one person is just by design so much better than the other per person usually that like every time you play it it's like oh i have to explain how this mechanic works to you now mm. and so there's never a sense of like actually sort of progressing together that was very exhausting i was just like every room like doing a rundown all right watch out this character's gonna do this and then when you blow him up it's gonna spawn three little guys and then like you want to die out of the way when they come anyway he's gonna um, shoot a letter made out but, of bullets uh, at you yeah, yeah. so I'm, me <laughs> so uh yes woody uh with regards to the comparison to uh vampire survivors which i i think we've covered is fundamentally a very different game uh gameplay wise uh you do at a certain point as you said woody uh reach a level where you do feel like godly but there are also points in gungeon where yes you are scared and afraid but that ooh catharsis, that feeling of empowerment when you do overcome a difficult room or a difficult level, or when you finally slay the uh, the pardon me the dragon, which is an incredibly <laughs> clever piece of wordplay and an incredibly <laughs> executed boss battle. I should say. Is it, is it, away is by it better than well? <laughs> is it better than Cannon Balrog though? <laughs> uh, oh, that's got to be my least player. favorite boss. Heavens to Betsy. But <laughs> just, I had a quick question, Will. I, at any point, did you feel? Were there any points during your playthrough, your playing Adventure of the Gungeon, where you did feel just gameplay satisfaction, satisfaction in the gameplay, having emptied out a room and been like, "Oh yeah, you know, that went well. That was fun." I mean, with some boss fights, I don't remember. There was some kind of a bird thing shooting at me. And I did all the, <laughs> and they're just like, oh, it just felt like, oh, that's that's clever. Like the way that was introduced, they had this little cutscene or whatever, and then and then you kill it, and you're just like, yeah, the strategy is you run away for the most part, and you just run around in a circle like you do in all games, and <laughs> try and avoid the waves of I things. I believe he, he doesn't shoot where you're shooting or where where you are. I think he shoots he where does, you are, not where you're going. For, for the right. for the record, I think he does shoot where you're going. I, I've played it okay. in well, the last 48 hours. But you're right. In effect, you are I played a league. I've forgotten. I have running in a circle and 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 you know periodically. It wasn't very satisfying, is the point. It was that it was unfortunate, fine, but it didn't I'm sorry like to hear it. that. Yeah. I'm sorry to hear that. This is probably on me. I mean, I think you got this is the reason I didn't play as probably as much because I knew you two would be on here to be able to talk it up and up and up. And I'm just literally let these guys just like eh actual gungeon cultist talk about the game there you go there you have it all right well thank you for answering my question and i'm i'm sorry it didn't click that's, that's Maybe, uh, you know what it, 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 that's the thing is that you have, have to take 10 hours i have to take 10 hours of my life and put it into this before i start having fun uh, no like, maybe I, maybe you're right maybe i maybe that is worth the investment like scott was saying an investment that well i know I, I i don't agree with that because like i think that i would i saying that it becomes 10 hours probably before you become comfortable and before you're able to sort of consistently make progress. But like I was hooked from this game from the start because oh. this is just this is just very much the style of game that I enjoy. I just like playing games that are 
that revel in sort of being challenging and but not like not like in a stupid way like like i said earlier battletoads is stupid and that was its own personal quest but um i think there has some redeeming qualities sure but um it's like every time i died i felt like oh i can do better next time I, i i sort of have a better indication of what's going on and so i was always excited to replay it it never it never felt like a chore to get it's not like I was I was honestly surprised when after I had had this game for a week, I looked and I had played it for 50 hours because it was just like, wow, that just went by really fast. So I think within within that steam two hour refund window, most people are going to know if this is a game for them or not. Right. And if you're on the fence, if you're like, well, like, you know, I, you know, I'm a person who enjoys like these kind of frantic bullet hell games like, you know, Nuclear Throne, Synthetic, Nova Drift. Uh, those adding those of- other two games to my wish list right now <laughs> synthetic and nova drift which one uh, is synthetic again that's the one where it's like uh it kind of looks like a uh mid early 90s arcade game with uh, like, i just like, like to Android? point out that yeah. on steam right now i searched for synthetic and the first game that came up is a game called synthetic lover so i am excited for when you guys synthetic uh, like to be specific. i'm excited for when you guys cover synthetic lover on your pod <laughs> well, well we'll put it right <laughs> oh, after yeah, that's gonna be great uh, we'll be back on actually game that scott was talking about that one time was a uh, sex with hitler 2 <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like world war 2 was the one that was just below darkest dungeon 2 i think yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> what, 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 better watch out darkest dungeon 2 they're gunning for you yeah, don't worry but, it's all consensual but if you like let's say you know you're you're perusing one of these numerous steam sales of which one is going on right now we are not sure. sponsored by steam but if you want to send some money our way uh <laughs> sponsored by steam uh but yeah you know if you're like hey i hear a lot of good things about enter the gungeon i'll i'll buy this it's like what two dollars on steam right now or something i'm probably pretty i think sure. it's five a whopping what? five dollars an incredible um, value and you're like okay I'll, I'll check this out if it's not for me i'll refund it like you'll probably get like a sense within that two hour limit of like you know oh is this something i want to play more of or like you know i've died like 10 times in a row i'm gonna go play more slay the spire uh then like then i think within that two hour time period you can probably confidently make that decision i think that's what will says every time he buys a game on steam (laughs) Uh, um i i I kid of course um sorry i i i I was dead set on never playing slay the spire but hearing you talk so with such a passion about it. Play the Spire is the greatest game ever made. The most right? in, you, you make it sound the most appealing of any person I've, I've heard. Play the Spire is um, great, and I just, I, 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 yeah, I was just gonna say I, I'm usually not into card games, but um, anyway, having listened to uh, more Grog Pod episodes, I'm like, yeah, all right, it's worth it's worth a go. Wait, so you tried it? I have not tried it as a oh, new I wanted to like compare it to Enter the Gungeon, Slay the no, Spire. I, uh, I, mean, well, I feel like that's just a different game <laughs> well as course, somebody who's i i've put in about 50 hours inspire um as well and like i i love that game too and i think that the comparison is that they exist on opposite ends of the spectrum right like spire spire exists all it's all planning like you there's you have infinite time to make your decision you 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 know th- there's no real twitch to it yeah um and Gungeon is basically only Twitch. Um, <laughs> it's, you know, you have you have a build Inspire and you just play to it. And Gungeon, it's just like, you get what you get. And really your best, 
your best weapon is to memorize patterns. Um, and so I think that they're both awesome games that just, I'm glad that they're both out there. Um, and it's just usually if I'm picking up a game to kind of do a, you know, a throwaway 40 minute run, I often will pick Gungeon because as weird as it sounds, like, I feel like it requires less of me. Like Spire to me is like, I really need to sort of focus here and think and make a plan about what I'm doing and commit to my build. Gungeon is just like, yeah, I don't know. I'm just going to run around and shoot at some shit. it's Uh, funny because like in the the theory like i've got a theory of fun which is that it's comprised of three elements the you've got judgment timing and accuracy and basically all games can be kind of uh you know boiled down to those factors and you're right yeah like slay aspire just 100 percent judgment that's all it is there's no timing there's no accuracy at all involved in that where and then i I think you're right that there is a lot of judgment in that that game and, and it builds over time with learning all the boss stuff but it's still really heavy on the other two and those two yep. things are like eh, for me yep i want to take a trip around the horn uh or or <laughs> spin that revolver chamber here a little bit uh <laughs> and get people's thoughts on what they would want to see in what Enter the Gungeon 2 would be. Or, yeah, like, what what would you want out of a sequel for Enter oh, the Oh, definitely a side-scroller where the screen is constantly moving up, playable on a portable <laughs> device. Uh, no, uh, that's what Exit the Gungeon Open is. world. Uh, no. uh, um, and uh, I gotta system, tell you, sure. I, I, all, all devs go to heaven, etc., etc. Uh, love this game to death, but I was sincerely disappointed to see that exit the dungeon was uh a pretty significant uh, pretty major change um uh, and uh just want to hit this point uh again haven't actually played it haven't actually played hades haven't actually played uh, mm-hmm. slay the spire so i haven't played exit the dungeon so I, I i can't speak to how good it is but i was just like oh man i was kind of hoping for a, a full-fledged sequel uh yeah great question great question i don't know uh i, I got nothing i, I feel like know. they were so generous with this game like it was a very content rich game for 15 dollars when it initially came out in 2016 and they probably doubled the amount of content in it through um free sort of patches and releases um i and there's the, the variety of guns and references is like so varied and like i don't really know I don't, I honestly don't think there is room for, um, in enter the gungeon Two. Like I would still play it. I would still have a great time, <laughs> Yeah. but I feel like I would not have the joy and surprise that I got from this game. And so really what I want is the developers here who clearly have a sense of humor that I enjoy. A, I love the way that they reference so many old, like this game is just chock full of like, obscure obscure references to different games there's a ton of metal gear solid stuff and it's really fun for me to see that stuff and i'd love for the developers to put that energy into some something else some Mm -hmm. other sort of genre because i just feel like this game is basically the pinnacle of what this yeah the the best sequel is Use your talents to make another awesome game (laughs) yeah exactly because there's nothing else that i really want from like, I, I've achieved, I've achieved all the achievements here. I still occasionally play this game, um, you know, just because it's a very fun game to play. But there's nothing else I really want out of it, and it feels very unreasonable to want any more content than what I got. 
question uh does do we think maybe ftl also suffers from this like it was such an amazing first outing it does what it, it came to do mm. and there's That's no need question. for an ftl too because andrew i don't know have you heard of the ftl multiverse mod well, I, think I heard I'd about briefly... it thanks to the grog pod of course well, yeah I, <laughs> I haven't checked it out and i i uh did not play much of ftl until like a week ago sure. um, i still have only logged like 20 hours but i can see myself potentially checking out that mod yes yeah the multiverse mod i think is like it's it's interesting but i think it suffers from like the fan mod curse of like like less is more so more is more right <laughs> uh in Some, that like it looks like there's a lot of stuff. It, it might just be like a standalone stay tuned in the future just because there's so much stuff in it um but oh, interesting but yeah i think like i have a note in my how many how many pages of journalistic integrity did i do for this one 11 Ooh. pages of google doc notes holy moly um in that there there's no steam workshop support for this game which i don't think it needs it but I'm kind of surprised that, uh, like, the Enter the Gungeon wiki has has a, a page for modding stuff on there. But I don't know that the Enter the Gungeon community is really focused on modding specifically. Like, like let's bring in mods into this to help augment the experience to add new stuff and make it that kind of Enter the Gungeon 2, mm-hmm. like with FTL Multiverse, per se. Well, um, and I and feel I like, like it, it doesn't really need it, though. That's the thing. No, but I feel like that's because like FTL is a game that draws you in with the world and the story and the characters. So there's like a lot more room to sort of expand on that in fan stuff where Gungeon is like, I don't know, this is a game about guns and it has like 400 guns in it. Like what else? What, <laughs> what else they... are we going to add? What if they took the characters out of the uh, dungeon and put them in a cart? No, um, yeah, it's an interesting <laughs> question. I, you know, again, when I heard that there was Exit the Gungeon, I was like, awesome. Sequel to a game I love, sold. I had no idea, like, what it would be in my brain. Yeah. And then I went and saw it and was like, oh, it's not similar enough. I just want the same thing over and over well, like, again. Well, like, kudos to them for uh, doing so, something different. Yeah, it's, sure. Uh, I guess, yeah, it's... It, the, yeah, I mean, for those who uh for those whose kind of game it is uh enter the gadget is a pretty complete package um and i, and said, I, I have been fooling around with some mods recently mm. and okay. they have been they have been interesting they've been interesting and it's basically just yeah you know more guns more levels more characters and that still hits like in my brain my brain still lights up in the same way when like i would you know unlock a, a new area or a new weapon that i hadn't seen before in enter the gungeon despite being like you know 200 hours in like finding a new zone or what have you so it's still uh there's still a draw for me i suppose um, I, I i think that they actually add some elements to this game that are kind of I, that do change it up substantially um and this came later in the dlc there's like a mode you can play where every level you'll get a rainbow chest which drops like eight items right at the start of the level and you can pick one to play with. So that allows you to sort of make a build for your character and also see more high level stuff that you wouldn't in usual runs. There's a challenge mode that instead of just making all the enemies faster and harder, like puts weird effects and modifiers in every room. Mm -hmm. Um, Like some enemies will shoot a bullet every time they die or flames will come up from from the ground. And it actually like makes the game way, way harder. Um... But there is elements there. I guess, yeah, my question to, like, Will and Colin is, like, if there was an Enter the Gungeon 2, would there be anything in that where you'd be like, oh, yeah, that makes me actually want to try it? Great question. Absolutely. And I think that, like, 
because um, I really did enjoy Hades was a nine out of 10 for me. That sure. would be the number one game we've ever played on this like series. So like that, and that's a very similar game. And the, and the thing that it needed, I'll, I'll basically, I have a, a list of three things that would be in the sequel that I think would make it great. Uh, one is a town element, the, the place to rest and re review your upgrades, like your synergies, kind of do the kind of the pre-planning, maybe driving some kind of meta narrative, all that fun stuff. Great. So you have the rest and the action kind of sections. And the other is um, uh, a uh, important decision to each run, like Colin mentioned. Like uh, you're out there and you, you, instead of just choosing a chest, or which chest you want, you choose between the specific things that's in them. And so maybe okay. you have two options or three options. The classic is one best of three, but in, in uh Slay Aspire, they do best of uh, three oftentimes, but four, two, whatever. It doesn't matter. So that's the second thing. And the third thing is um, sequel. Okay, let's make this interesting. So we, we're killing the past in Enter the Gungeon. How about we save the future in this, this sequel? And and, uh, and maybe oh. the idea is very similar to Undertale, where you have, like, essentially, you're you're building up, instead of you're shooting bullets at people, you're giving, you're, you're sending compliments out. You're learning persuasion. <laughs> you're learning shouts, and you're like, you know, some techniques are better at, you know, some uh. enemies are, like, you know, susceptible to compliments, whereas other ones, you know, they need you to say, I love you. And, you know, oh, just like oh my God. You no. learn that stuff. No. Okay. And, like, I you know, to, I've got to, I've got to hit the, I've got to derail this. I play that here. 10 out of 10. Um, this is, this is a Hold on, uh, stay tuned. The void reigns upon her heart that no one else, that no one has ever heard of. And yet is, has like a perfect rating on steam. It is a bullet hell and you are literally shooting hearts at people. So there you go. That, that's, that's, I guess the game that, uh, <laughs> We're going to link to this episode here for it. And we're going to say, okay, Will 100% is going to love that game. It doesn't have these other elements. It need the, the other two are more important. I'd say. That was just my zany yeah, it, weird it, idea. From what I remember, <laughs> I think I demoed it for like, I don't know, 10 or 15 minutes. It does have some sort of like hard asterisk, like selection mechanism. There's like definitely a uh, draw three, pick one kind of aspect. Uh, and weird pixie nudity. Hmm. Well, I'm in. Uh, yeah, there. <laughs> so for for me, yeah. I don't. I I find I think it would be hard for me to make a Enter the Gungeon two that captures the spirit of the first game, and yet still like deeply appeals to me. I think yeah. adding a little bit more of decisions and uh the ability to like build a synergy on purpose would definitely help. But uh, I think it would be hard for like tone the the difficulty down more. It feels like a bad like that. It, it's hard to say that without like oh, it's like saying oh they should just make Dark Souls easier. Like that ruins Dark Souls, and it's just like Dark Souls, Elden Ring just aren't for me. And that's I. There's so much about Engine the Gungeon that I like. I love the aesthetic of it. I really like the art. Um, I think it does a really good job of like the pixel art and how it, it it's got like a super like everything in the theme is like just on point for itself. And I don't, I don't, I didn't love it, but I don't want it to change because other people love it. And I don't want to, I don't want to yuck your yum. It's like, there's lots <laughs> of stuff that people like that I don't think is bad. I just don't like it myself. So I don't want, I don't want, enter the gungeon to change i want this game that you love to stay the game that you love so well i think that's a good segue into our our rankings segment for the show uh where each week well each episode we try our best to uh objectively rank all, the, the game that we're talking about against all the other games that we played 
Uh, I think it probably makes sense for us to go in reverse order of playtime for this one. Uh, <laughs> so, so, so let's let's kick the tire, the burning tire fire of reviews off with Will first here, maybe. <laughs> um, well, I think I think you'll be pleasantly surprised. I'm six on my one to ten scale, six is my minimum to recommend. I gave it a six. I gotta right, say, okay. I think there's, I think hey. there's a there's a lot in this game, and I think that it's probably true that if I was to get over this ten hour hump, I would probably would like a lot more. And I see there's a lot of potential in it. I don't see any rough edges. I don't see anything that an immediately annoys me about it. A lot of really good core mechanics. Um, it just didn't get that hook um, to to get me past that threshold. And so um, I'm I'm gonna stick with the the six out of ten, which I guess puts it twelfth um, out of twenty six games that we've played. Okay, so you know in yeah. the upper half for sure. Yeah. I have it as my 15th out of 26, which is seems worse than it, this is the game. I think that is for me has the biggest divergence between how good I think the game is and how much I've liked the game. Sure. Um, like I think it deserves to be in the like top five of like quality of game that just doesn't just, I, I just, I'm not good at it and I don't enjoy. I, I do not, I do not care to get good. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll go do something else where I can sit and think slowly and get good that way. Yep. I think for me, this game, <clears throat> this game started off really rough for me, uh, but so did Hades. Like Hades, I was like, okay, people, people love this game. So I have to love it. Uh, and it definitely went through that kind of like maturation phase of like, well, gosh, what are all these, what do all these things mean? I did a fresh file uh, run of Hades uh, a few days ago also just to be like, well, was was my assessment accurate? And I'm like, oh, actually, like there is a lot of built up mechanical skill that like I didn't beat Meg, but, you know, I was able to at least like see where where it was going. Um, I'm like, OK, yeah, like I could see how my initial impression was kind of colored by, oh, my, like I don't have any idea what's going on. What's my what's my character's motivation? Uh, maybe a little clearer in Hades. But anyway, I think like my initial aspects were that Gungeon felt too grindy, but I think that was the wrong mindset. Like I was coming at it from this mindset of like, okay, my goal to have fun is to unlock all the stuff. And there's like a bazillion guns. So I got to unlock them all. Maybe not the right kind of approach. Um, I don't like the fact that the um, credit drops are random and that you get twice as many for perfecting the boss. I think that puts too much, uh, emphasis that and like the free heart container puts too much emphasis on like you got to be perfect in your run and to some degree that is a good carrot because i'm like okay I, I need to get that heart in order to like have a good run going so i need to use my blanks i need to dodge over these things instead of just face tanking the bullets um so there's there's a bouncing act there uh, i just wish it was a little more consistent with the the drop rate um uh yeah it, it took a little while to like kind of to kind of get it but once like that flow st started to happen i was like okay i think i'm i think i'm getting it i like the dodge roll mechanic a lot uh there's there's another uh roguelike shmup uh currently called monolith but is being renamed to star of providence to avoid legal issues <laughs> uh will absolutely despises that game but i love that game a lot and that one involves a dash instead of a a dodge roll and like the dodge roll of like okay you have the iframes to go through the like literally through the bullets instead of like dodging between them i think is a uh, a big plus the music in this game is generally pretty good i think like the art and just like uh general presentation is really fun uh 
what a theme song <laughs> incredible uh, so when you me, get the lyric sorry <laughs> uh, yeah. so for me my final rankings for this one uh i'm putting it i'm putting it just ahead of binding of isaac and just behind FTL. oh wow awesome. wow that's that's my current number four um out of our 26 games oh. and i feel like that's that's because i've like i've gotten over that hump and i'm like okay now i i'm like in that flow zone where i'm like busting into a room like figuring out how the how the uh the correct controls to map so i'm not accidentally dropping a gun on the floor and having the rat steal it every time <laughs> uh and like getting in that flow state of like gun 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 switch to crossbow blam switch back to other gun 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 and then like figuring out which gun to use it's it's like starting to click so it's 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 crossed that binding of isaac threshold for me um yeah, I think I think that feels like good company uh between those two games. Uh Woody, where your other game that you've uh reviewed for the podcast has been FTL. Yeah, I love FTL, but I I mean it, it, it it's a very different game than Gungeon and Gungeon is very much more my aesthetic. Um I I love the humor in Gungeon and I just Yeah, it, right now I've just been playing a lot of Dead Cells and that's like Gungeon and Dead Cells definitely run neck and neck um, in terms of appealing to the same the same kind of just twitchy energy and sort of playing on instinct that I have. Um, but yeah, Gungeon is a game I just find there's there's no other game that I put this many hours in that I also find quite so charming. Um, usually games that I like grind a ton of hours into are like something like diablo or like when i went through a dark phase in my life playing league of legends and like <laughs> they they're they are just not usually as likable as um as gungeon so we've all been yeah, there folks Gun the, the help is yeah. out there yeah um gungeon gungeon number one over ftl 10 out of 10 would recommend oh. andrew as our anchor unfortunately this is your your worst game that you've played <laughs> on the podcast uh, well, actually, I, I went out of my way to make sure that I'd played at least a few. Uh, it'll come as no surprise. Yes, number one, <laughs> Enter the Gungeon. Uh, followed by FTL, followed by Binding of Isaac, Rebirth, followed by Binding of Isaac, Flat Yield Flash Edition. Um, I don't have a ton of hours on Binding of Isaac, but I, I did get one defeat mom, so <laughs> I played a bit of it. <laughs> and definitely, I, I can appreciate... Uh, Binding of Isaac for being, you know, sort of uh, uh, walking, uh, jogging so that uh, Enter the Gundry could run. Um, yeah, well, uh, yeah, with it, when it comes to Enter the Gungeon, I think uh, sort of one of the, a couple of the core things that I really like about it, and the reason that it's getting my number one spot, uh, is that uh, it feels great to play. I feel like it handles really well. Um, the gameplay is satisfying. The weapons are satisfying. Sometimes the weapons are really weak and crummy and not very helpful, but even the crummy ones are oftentimes fun to use. Um, going through and finding all of that content, having interesting, unique runs and unique combinations of gear happen um, throughout those runs uh, was really wonderful. Um, and uh, at the very beginning, when you asked uh, about you know how to describe the game in a sentence, I was I was considering uh, the following sentence, a question, which was, which would have been, uh, have you ever wanted to kill a mind flayer with an airstrike? Well, great <laughs> news. You can in this game. Uh, that's a, and that is sort of, I think, lies at the core of why I, I love this game so much is that it was constantly surprising me 
over hundreds of hours, surprising me and delighting me, where I would find new obscure items, new obscure content, and new fun adventures would, would unfold in a randomized fashion. Um, and uh, for example, uh, there is an item called the pig, who is just a, a weird, creepy, um, sort of strange companion. And the description is like, who is he? What does he want? What's the deal? And he just <laughs> follows you around. And it's just like, I, this, and this is where the, the most surprised and delighted I ever was in the game. I got killed midway through the run. It was a great run, but I died. And in the kill screen where your character gets shot in the crosshair, the pig comes out of nowhere and jumps in front of the bullet. Oh, no, I was going to say he eats your body. Back at the beginning of the a dungeon, ready to go again. And, and now I have the added, ooh, fervor of, I must avenge my friend. And now the description of pig is, how could we ever have doubted him? What a hero, hero pig. And um, yeah, so I mean, that's just, I don't know, a little, a little example of what, how wonderful and surprising and enjoyable Enter the Gungeon can be. And uh, admittedly, it uh, does, does capital B, capital H, <laughs> definitely uh, put the hell in bowl hell. Well, this is where we would normally uh, put our emails from listeners, but we're over an hour and a half in to our, oh our episode time. Uh, we're going to have, we have to bump it for next time, unfortunately. That'll just give people more time to send in more uh, flaming. Hate mail. Uh, yeah, so that's, that's <laughs> the best one. Uh, more mail bombs into our our, our boxes here. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll do this, the usual social plugs. There's never been, I'll say it, there's never been a better time to join decentralized social media Grogpodzone <laughs> at gmail.com for the sending in your hate mail. Uh our Mastodon, never been never been better time. Grogpod at gamedev.place is where you can find us. Um you won't be limited to 300 views there, that's for sure. Uh <laughs> grogpod.zone is the website where you can find all of our uh extremely serious and definitive rankings that no one can argue with, uh, as well as our data and, and all that good stuff. Um uh our guests woody andrew thank you for joining us uh thank you this is your time thank to you. shine do you guys have any anything that you want to plug or shout out i have nothing my podcast days are are in the past so it's it's good to be back oh that's right yeah we didn't get to hear like what's what what nintendo 64 games this week. <laughs> yeah exactly is there a, is there a smash tv on on there is a robotron for the nintendo 64 ah, all right there um, we go there yeah. we go that might be it um yeah so i i post about dnd stuff and warhammer stuff on uh instagram uh that's uh, d indeed which is spelled like the word indeed but you replace the i with a d and then uh, I'm also, the other thing I'm most active on is TikTok at DM, as in Dungeon Master, DM underscore Harshman. And uh, yeah, thanks for having us. This has been a, a lot of fun. And uh, maybe at some point over the summer, uh, we could we can get y'all playing a little bit of co-op, <laughs> perhaps, <laughs> and get you over that hump. Yeah, I think uh, I, I have some ideas for for end of year uh, shenanigans that uh, that I'll I'll continue to ruminate on. Uh, something involving uh, our Grogpod uh, definitive rankings and a Super Bowl like uh, final tournament bracket. But we'll get there when we get there. <laughs> uh, in the meantime, Will, you have picked our game for next next time. What's what's what are we what are we playing for next time? Oh yeah, it was uh, uh, Lamb of the Lamb of the Colts, Colt of the Lamb. Yeah, Lamb of the Colt. That's what it's called. 
<laughs> one of those. Uh, yeah, now that looks really good. I'm excited for that. Yeah, we're, yeah. we're continuing our uh, devolver combo here. Our uh, one-two akimbo gun uh, combo with uh, with following up with Cult of the Lamb. So, so you you broke your you broke your ungen streak, unfortunately. Yeah, I'm unfortunately. trying really hard to think of a lamb <laughs> ungen pun here, and I couldn't, yeah. couldn't do it. Lambgen. Great. Nice. Good job. Yeah, Fantastic. Yeah, round of applause for Scott again. <laughs> Podcast finishes it began with a round of applause for Scott. Well, as as always with our, our exit music for the podcast, uh, to play us out as we exit this episode, we'll leave you with the beats that greet your ears when you first... Yes. Enter the Gungeon. Oh, yeah. Right. I get it now. Enter the Gungeon. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs>